Oof. Oof. No. Nope. Indeed. Nope. I'm I'm happy with this one though. That's the difference. So you're gonna play the intro then, or or what? It's fine. Oh, I hit. <laughs> it's on preview, <laughs> not live. God damn it. Okay. Uh, retry. Ready and go. Perfectly balanced. <laughs> Maximum effort. In this war, there's no one surrender. He's out of line, but he's right. Who the hell is Bucky? You don't like a fair fight. I think you're wrong. Which part? All of it. You think you're the only superhero in the world? Touche. All right, welcome back to another week of the Rogue Agents. And what type of show would it be? If we did not mess up the beginning, um, <laughs> so there we, we go. Uh, no, Giselle, man. I'm sorry, just uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's supposed to be mind blowing, and it is every it's, week. Is it Jazzle or Giselle? Like, I feel like it might be Jazzle, like Jazelle. Is it French? Maybe it's Joselle, like Joe, Joe. Joe. Zell. Zell. Hey, look at that. Okay, there we go. Look at that. Rather right, be lucky um, than good. <laughs> anyways, uh, welcome back to the Rogue Agents for your... Uh, I, I don't know, your content. Uh, <laughs> things are going to happen. Things are going to happen. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about some pivot points tonight. Um, so first of all, as always, thank you for those who are here to watch the live stream and hang out with us. Hey, thank you to the listeners on general or in general. And thank you to our patrons for supporting the show. Um, something came up this last week where um, somebody had mentioned, hey, just sorry, guys, I can no longer be a patron. Life stuff happens. And it's like, like I just want to say we, we appreciate anybody who does want to be a patron, and we appreciate those who don't. Like, it's nothing that you ever really have to, like, do or feel like you can't keep doing. Like, life happens. <laughs> so it never gets to a point like that, man. It's it's it's, it's cool. Um, I just wanted to say that publicly uh, that nobody should – I hope nobody feels like – I have to support these guys. <laughs> I didn't take it that way. I, oh, I didn't like either. I just, just wanted to make yeah. sure that we knew that uh, it wasn't something we did, <laughs> which yeah. I appreciate because it could be like a lot that. of things that we did. Yeah, because you're like, yeah, um, your guys' show is not nearly as good as I thought it was. And you promised all these patron rewards. And now we're like. And you guys are really bad with the post office. These things are true. Yeah. These things are true. We love you. Um, speaking of which, um, I'm going to draw probably the patron rewards for this month tomorrow. It's a little late already for that, and I forgot to set it up. So I'll do that tomorrow, um, and look at that all set up for those who it pertains to. Now, on with the show, because I forgot to do show notes, because I was playing Hogwarts Legacy some more, and I beat it. So I'm happy about that. Um, and I lost track right. of time. <laughs> <laughs> I beat the story and looked at the game time. I had 29 hours of game time. Um, and there's still good. there's still a lot of like side quests and stuff I didn't do yet. So um, yeah, you went too fast. I went too. I went a little too fast. Well, I was like, I was like, I'm I, I'm so close to the end. I just want to see how the story ends. Like I, I get I to get that, that one of games. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, hot takes, cold drinks. I don't have a beverage tonight because I forgot and I just have Mountain Dew. Um, that's a beverage. It is a beverage, but it's not the beverage that I want. Well, I'll I'll be drinking alone tonight with an Elysian altered contact tart. God, it's IPA. not Elysian. That's Elysian. What? what? All right. It's Whatever. made in Washington. It's it's Elysian Fields. Elysian Fields. Yeah. That's Elysian's Fields. 
Yeah, it's a legion. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're brewed in Washington because, like, that's where. Well, there's like a. If anybody's from Washington, there's our local radio show there called The Men's Room, which is really, really good. If you've never listened to it, and you're from Washington, check it out. Really, really good. It they says, actually make their own beer. And they it says it's from Seattle, Seattle, Washington. Oh my God. Seattle. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, where, where were we? Um, any big announcements? TTS season 10 or X has come to a close minus the cuts. I did not make it. Sam did not I, make it. I didn't know. I went, I went three and two like a champ because I didn't play week one. And then, uh, I, I went my week. I went at my last one. I went three, two, one. Had a draw because right match to the baller. Oh yeah, because you guys <laughs> went like like yeah, you you were in the the zone together. <laughs> we were. It was like we were at the point where it was like I could literally just run away with Bill and that's game. And he's like, yeah, probably. And I was like, but I want to slap and you want to slap too. And he's like, let's do it. And so I did it. And I'm like, okay, because I did that, let's call it a draw. And he's like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun to slap you know that's fun um, how many how many foes did you play this, I played, okay so this is actually like real news real news um across six games i played three spider foes like that seems like a lot like one person playing three spider foes and i'm kind of curious what other people's schedule look like um if foes are really like making that big of i guess i could just look at launch shanks and see yeah. but it's. I'm very curious to see if other people like were noticing a lot of stuff they don't normally see. Because like, when's the last time you like? I, I, I'd expect like one foe. No, five and one foes in east. There's a uh, six yeah. and zero oh foes in west. Like they they were all over the place doing doing well. Oh, and I tell you what, my my game was against your um, semi local. Um, yeah, and I felt so. I feel so bad when like stuff happens. Like he has some really bad dice at the beginning. And then I had some really hot fire dice. Um, Psylocke is life, and I can never play a game without her now. Um, at this point <laughs> of my MCP career. Uh, <laughs> because, man, she is just so amazing. She's oh, she's on my shirt, too. She's, I, <laughs> there you go. She's, she's good. She's I think, good. right? She's real good. I, yeah, I, I yeah. love Psylocke. Like, she's... So, Fourth threat with a seven die builder. Like okay, so let's on. talk about let's talk. We talk about this offline a little bit. Let's talk about it right here. Sure. Okay, so what is the difference between Malakith and Psylocke doing an attack? Their threat value. Their threat value. <laughs> and I guess he has and, and maybe the range, right? Because like his yeah, range is basically like five for his charge, and hers is like okay. So hear me, hear me out on this. For her charge, Psylocke has yeah. more round one potential than Mal on most lists. All right, why break that one down? Okay, so cat and mouse, and then Cybo, <laughs> okay. and then spin two, do the charge, seven dice. So she's ah, doing, right, she's yeah. got to roll a wild though for that Cybo. No right? a hit, a hit? hit, it's a hit. I mean, I've seen it fail before. That's all I'm saying. That's I, I've watched it fail <laughs> my own dice. But like my point here being is, she's a four threat. He's a seven threat. He has a, a yeah. pierce on it, and he can't count skulls. But like that's like later on in life, right? Yeah, um, it's not on round one. But she gets three rolls. Um, but like that's the crazy thing to me, is you have a fourth threat and a seventh threat who basically have the same builder. Except for hers makes you lose a power in his appears. <laughs> and she Arguably, gets to choose, too, doesn't She gets to choose? Yeah, energy or mystic. <laughs> um, so it's like, 
he's really good. Um, and anybody who says otherwise, like, fight me. I will show you Psylocke. Um, she's just God. If you're playing X Force, you're not playing. You're not planning on playing Psylocke or testing with her. You gotta. You're doing rethink. it wrong. You're doing it wrong. She's probably like the most staple to that list than anything. Are you running both her cards right now? Are you running Construct? I'm still running both her cards because I cannot decide because they are both <laughs> insane. Granted, I whiffed super hard with Sonic Constructs that game. <laughs> I saw I saw that like, game. I was watching I was in and out for it, but I saw you roll like like two hits on the initial seven and then like re roll like four dice hits. and got one more hit. Like two, no, it was still like two hits. <laughs> still I, two. <laughs> I was like, Well, there goes that. Um Yeah, buddy. Luckily I still killed him, but um, but yeah, like Sound of Constructs is still really, really good. Um, I just think they're, yeah. they're, I think Crimson Dawn, you know, you're going to probably get value out of it unless Psylocke's like not in the game. I think if um, you have other healing factor characters and you're running exceptional, Crimson Dawn is like even better. Yeah. But it's like the only time that Crimson Dawn's bad is if your opponent doesn't touch, like deal with Psylocke, but at that point you're okay with because she's just running crazy, killing things. Yeah. Like... I feel like people have to do a Psylocke. They can't just ignore her. I don't think it's good for people to ignore her. Unless they could put her on a flank all by herself where she has nothing to do. And then she can't abandon it. You just... Yeah, I think she's going to take a minute to get used to. I think that, you know, she's going to... You have to basically get into that range three. Like, outside of two, inside of three. And throws, right? She's a martial artist. Everybody knows martial artists don't like getting stuff thrown at them. That's like her one big weakness, but it's like yeah. you run her near cable and your other three threat, and yeah. you just body block the throws. Like, gross. It, it's nice. Or terrain, just body block throws, and it helps a lot. Um, yeah. Sorry, I was not good. trying to not trying to go on a sidewalk. <laughs> she seems she seems good. I haven't put her on the table yet. I've I've wanted her to to get her in on uh, the Black Order team yeah. or under Thanos or, or something just to get some even get even more dice <laughs> seven uh, die builder man I will I will say one thing though like I have not played a game without Psylocke since she was spoiled and I haven't regretted it every single time she's felt like yeah this was a good pick like it's so hard to find out where she doesn't want to be you mean Killmonger right you haven't yeah, you haven't yeah Killmonger, Killmonger. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean like it's so hard to be like where doesn't she want to be on the table because she's pretty mobile, so she's fine on Ds. Yeah. She's great at killing, so she's good at target. Yeah. Uh, like she just she does everything I want her to do. Like it's great. Uh, so what about you? How's your uh, your Black Order list going? Um, it, it's kind of gone the same way that my last Black Order list went. Actually, no, the my first Black Order list went. That was basically like, wow, this is really fun. And then you run into things that are uh, somewhat teched for for the matchup, and it's less fun. And mm-hmm. so uh, I've I've just gone into full blown Thanos degeneracy I think at this point and I'm I'm revisiting that part of my roots, so now I'm just running Thanos with whoever I want to run him with instead of running him with Black Order, and I'm enjoying it even more. It's fantastic. That's I have fair. four leaderships in my so, roster right now. So it's not Black Order that you're all viable. It's just, it's just Thanos. It's basically just Thanos, yeah. And I've been reading uh, Kieran Gillen's uh eternals yeah. run right now which is like thanos is like i'm in the the thick of the thanos stuff in that run and i'm nice. just loving every second of it right now awesome all right is there inspirational else that we need to cover i think that's it for announcements and any type of news um 
yeah anyways let's go ahead and move on to the topic we're talking about pivoting um you want to go ahead and just lead us off well i think that i mean we talked about like you know understanding or you know noticing pivot points uh but i think that the, the topic was you know really just like how to get the most out of your games especially if you know you don't get to play as many games as you want to and since none of us get to play this game professionally <laughs> At least not without having some other sort of income stream. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not really... Nobody gets as many games as they want to, basically. So, you know, how do you make the most out of it? So I know some people take very detailed notes about their games. I've tried that. I've done some of that. I know that some people just, like, log every game that they can with, like, the, the long shanks details where it's just, like, you know, crisis, threat, leaders, and, and move on. And uh, I think some people do absolutely none of that. Some people just like look at their dice after games and blame those. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's me like more often than I want to admit. But <laughs> this is, basically, you know, win or lose, it was probably for a few reasons. How do you identify what those reasons are? I think that they're they're usually uh, easier to notice when you lose than they are with, than when you win. Like knowing that you. You know, like, oh, I, I I did this, you know, specific combination of characters. I had priority. I, you know, ran a, a somewhat set play to, to get myself, you know, positioned on the table. And uh, then the game just kind of broke my way from there. Uh, there's, you, you, you really don't get too much from, from that game. You learn that, you know, people haven't caught on to your shtick yet, more so mm-hmm. than you actually learn that, like, your play worked. Or you learn that, you know... The, the pieces that you brought accomplished the job that you brought them for. But again, you're not actually like, you're not getting anywhere near as much as you do when you uh, throw Supergiant in the middle of the table because you know that <laughs> she has to line up right in the middle to double walk to the center point. And then you find out that she can't make it to a side B. You're like, oh, wow, that's good to know. That's something that, you know, I could have mathed that out, but why would I do that? I just, you know, wanted to see where things went from there. So like I use, what, I use games that I have no stake in. Like, yeah, I didn't pay for a tournament. I didn't like like TTS leagues are perfect for that because it's like I'm guaranteed to get a game that week. Um, I have time set aside for it. I'm gonna get time right. and I'm gonna do I'm gonna do some stuff with it to test. Like I'm gonna run Sidewalk and I'm gonna see what I can do. And I'm like, let's go ahead and just jam Sidewalk down her throat and see what if she can survive. Okay, she didn't. Let's not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> That one didn't work. Let's try again. Line them yeah. up. So it's like, it's very much like use your, I guess, not like no stakes games for like trying stuff out like that. But like yeah. talking about pivot points is realizing like when, like, it's like it comes back to a conversation we had before about like, hey, I don't want to attack here because I'm mm-hmm. going to give you prio if I accidentally kill this person. Right. I really am not gaining anything by killing this person. Or I need to kill this person, or I have the opportunity to daze this person, and I'm going to go ahead and go up like 3vp swing, and this is the pivot point of the game to where I'm swinging back super hard. Being able to recognize those is super, super important to yeah being a better MCP player in general. And, you know, sometimes that pivot point is like, it's a turn or two out. So that's something that, you know, in observing your last game that you had, uh, playing against the Spider-Foes team, like the Spider-Foes player was up on score oh, yeah. pretty much for the entire game on you, you know, by, by a point or two around even. Mm-hmm. But in the end... But I felt fine the entire game. Right. It was, it was like, it's like, that's the, that's 
it's kind of something what you're getting at is it's like I was so f- high up on attrition that I was like, well, I'm just going to get to the point where I'm outscoring him because he can only score two points around. Mm-hmm. Uh, X versus new meta. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> people don't respect it enough. Because uh, it slaps, right? Because it slaps, bro. <laughs> um, but like that game specifically, we look at that, is I, I sit there and I think, cool, he's got this point, this point. If I can kill this character, this character, maintain priority... Um, and do this, then I'm not falling too far behind, and I can catch up um, as long as I keep dazing the right characters with the right characters. And that's how it played out, is being able to see that line of, I'm going to use attrition to score out VPs. Um, And I think people get too locked into I'm just going to attrition and and kill everything that I can. Or the other side of it, which is, you know, maybe, maybe you don't attrition enough at all. In the earlier rounds, and uh, you, you're just trying to kind of lean into you know being up on score, and which just can work. To hold on to points. It can. Does it but, always? Uh, no, <laughs> no, far from it. Because I mean, at some point, the the dice get involved again. You know, so like you can try to take the dice out of the game just by running away. But you know, outside of very very few games that I've played and seen, at some point the engagement is going to happen. And if you have done you know basically nothing. To whittle your opponent down or you know scratch some damage even if it's just you know uh, a salt and peppering across all their pieces if you've done nothing and they've done something to you when the actual fight does happen you are you are behind on the fight even if you are up on score i think that's something that it kind of looked like in, in the game that you guys played last night yeah. where outside of that mysterio traps turn in saber tooth which was hilarious uh, I was seemed... I was dying. I was just like, <laughs> like I'm just gonna aggressive because this is funny. Yeah, just pow, pow, pow. but I mean, you know, even at that point, he was he was down on power and healing factor is uh, definitely becoming more prominent <laughs> in in the game, mm-hmm. and uh, that's uh, that's one of the reasons why I I am feeling less comfortable <laughs> just kind of doing the, uh, the the black order attrition forward. Game plan is the uh, basically the primary game plan. Like I, I think that you might need more options than uh, a fairly easy, fairly easily telegraphed approach. That you know, even if it has incredibly efficient dice and you know good pieces backing it up, it's still just uh, you're three three speed bumps away from not being able to get to where you're trying to go yeah. on, on the clock that you're trying to get there with. And the worst part about it is you don't know when that speed bump's going to come up. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you have an idea when it's going to come up because you can look across the table and you're like, okay, I've got to like, you know, (laughs) three power becomes incredibly important when you're looking at cards like Odin's Blessing or Exceptional Healing across the table because you're just like, okay, I've got to (laughs) whatever happens here has to happen in in one go. Otherwise, it may not be worth it. And uh, when you can tack on to things like, you know, bodyguards and too dangerous to ignore style, the, the taunt style abilities where now your attacks aren't even able to be focused. If they're not able to be focused like the way you want them to, if they're being like spread around just more than you want them to, like, or even if you're like, I'm just going to go ahead and take out that honey badger, Luke Cage or Okoye, and they don't go down as easily as, as you think they should 
or you expected them to, or <laughs> or even if you could incinerate and honey badger on them, and they're rolling one yeah. defense dice, and you're rolling seven, and they don't die. That's <laughs> I mean, that stuff happens, right? Like it's just that's that's the, uh, the dice. attrition forward game plan. Yeah, exactly. So, but, uh, but talking talking pivot points, though. Yeah. What um, happens when the pivot point is turned zero? <laughs> like turns- as soon as you reveal, you're just like, oh. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's actually like a, a really valid point. Is just like let's let's talk about Black Order. A lot of times that yeah. actually happens to Black Order specifically. You drop Black Order and you're like, cool. I'm gonna go Thanos, Corvus, Proxima, and next right. thing you know, there are seven wide. Like. What, <laughs> like- <laughs> There's seven wide with like damage reduction and everything else. You're like, crap. I was really thinking that he was going to, you know, bring his Hulk and we were going to go like, you know, three or four to three or four and just toe to toe the whole game. Yeah. But no, actually, they uh, they opted to not choose violence today or, you know, they just opted to do it on a wider scale. But I, then I think what, do you, a... what do you do about that, though? Like you just got to well, at least with Thanos, you have the option to pivot because you can go full control. You can try, right? But, like, it turns out, like, Thanos versus, like, five models, especially if he doesn't have, uh, like, I was running a one-gym Thanos, right? So, like, mind mind Thanos, mm-hmm. and it just, uh, it's not, he does not generate enough power without being able to uh, connect with things. Yeah. So, like, he needs dice to kind of break his way. And if, if they don't, then he just can't control enough in those games. Five's a lot to control. <laughs> seven is a lot to control so is that like one of those games though where it's like is like are we at a point in this game where you could see squad reveal and it's very much like well that's game like is that is that a, is that a thing that can actually happen in this game now or do you think there's still always a chance i think there's always a chance i just don't think it's very big sometimes <laughs> I don't think that it's it's when I don't think that that like zero percent chance game happens when we line up across the table, shake hands, and you know look at each other's roster. That's not where yeah. it happens. But I think that well, you can definitely. I, like, I do think misconnect. I do think actually in the previous meta that was a case in a lot of situations, hmm. like where you'd have legacy virus and like I can't win this game. Like there is nothing I can do that's going to win this game. All right. So uh, is are are. Let's talk uh, Panic and Paranoia. Yeah. These are very fast. Uh, they're so fast that I feel paranoia more so than, sorry, not Panic, but uh, Senators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New Panic. New Panic. <laughs> you can't cash it in, though, so it's fine. You can't cash it in. There's so just so fine. many of them. So right? it's fine. And, uh, yeah, because right. that's all that's complained about is the fact that you can cash it in. But yeah. now you have six, which is arguably more VP scored through the extract that Panic ever allowed. Yeah. Think right. about that one. Think about that one for a second. You can <laughs> score more yeah. on Senators than you could yep. ever Panic with cashing in. And honestly, Paranoia is similar, right? Because you're getting a bonus point every turn. So you, if, you yes, were gonna, yes. if you were on a four-turn clock with Paranoia... Which is hilarious or, sorry, to me with, because with panic, people talk right? about yeah. Panic being so broken and the fact that they can cash in. Uh-huh. But arguably, Senators and Paranoia are more VP scored throughout the game than Panic ever was. Yep. And it blows my mind. They're so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're 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 fair outside of uh like at face value they're fair, right? Because they they don't necessarily advantage prior yeah. 
over not prio. Uh, the, the senators okay. and brotherhood, you know. <laughs> I mean, so I mean that's that's almost like a special case. But even yeah. then, it's still not the advantage. Isn't in them having prio or not having prio. The advantage is in the the that you know synergy between yeah. the mystique leadership and the the extra power generation Deception. and the non movement movement that that Juggernaut and Hulk have and the fact that yeah. Deception is absolutely uh, an absolutely amazing card. It's, it's fair. <laughs> fair and balanced. Um, so I guess my question to you then is we, you, you kind of brought this up and I think I'm asking the question you were going to ask me. So ha. Um, <laughs> That's what we're here how for. Do you, how do you recognize these pivot points? So let's say you, like yeah. it's Senators and I'm playing X-Force and I am only four wide. And my opponent is six wide. Like, I think immediately that's one of those turn zeros. Okay, I'm at a pivot point here. I need to absolutely adjust my game plan and figure out what to do. But it's like, how do you how do you get those game plans though? So, I mean, if you if okay, so let's let's you know keep this in context, right? So, if if you brought a four wide to mm-hmm. to play senators. You what? Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was your plan to begin with? Like, what did you think your opponent was going to line up across the table? Uh, three wide, obviously. It's going to make you feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk, though. Like, like, I think like, Sinners is what sixteen now. So 19. if I'm playing, ni- oh, it's not, I'm god damn. Okay, uh, so nineteen. I I don't know. Paranoia how is the sixteen. Okay, so let's let's talk paranoia because I don't know how I go right. four wide on Senators. <laughs> sure, I I think you can four wide on paranoia. For the most paranoia, part. you can, I think, because you just control one side and you're probably yeah. fine. Yeah, um, you're gonna fight for parity. Yeah, like you're parity early and then yeah. see where it goes from there. Unless you're against Brotherhood because they're just gonna deception your model who grabbed one and they're gonna go through one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're X Force, because X Force has some of the best anti deception tech in the game. Fun fact I mean, grunts are pretty good for it. For I guess, gr- yeah, grunts, grunts are fair, but if I don't want to play grunts, I have cat and mouse and I have anti deception tech. Get on my level. <laughs> Everybody come play X Force. All right, real talk though. So like sixteen, I'm four wide. Let's say Cable. Uh, it's Cable, Psylocke, twenty three, and Logan, right? Because that's like yeah. my like go to sixteen right now. Okay. Um, if I was looking at that, I'd probably have Logan off on one side by himself. He's to be the one that grabs at least one, and then sure. Psylocke, twenty three, and Cable on the other side. That's probably how I set that up. It's fairly simple. And then my are you, opponent. Are you bringing paranoia in your roster? Uh, I used to, and I'm still debating on if I should or not. But I'm also kind of scared by it at the same time. So uh, currently, the, currently the answer is no. Currently the answer is no. So if you're but I wouldn't, paranoia. but I don't hate. I don't hate paranoia at 16 because my list is freaking Cable, Psylocke, 23, <laughs> like and Logan. <laughs> like it's such a good 16. Um, come at me. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I have. So here's the best thing about another Psylocke tangent. Bringing Psylocke and Logan, I have two characters that can very reliably extremely threaten the center line. Um, yeah. So, it's... Uh, oh, man. Uh, Holy Mackinac, I'll, I'll answer your question when we get to the listener questions. So you have to wait for that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Paranoia, God, like, if I see, let's just say, because 16, they're probably going to be 5 or 6 wide when I'm 4 wide, right? Um, my biggest mindset goes to, okay, do they have any way to threaten my centerline grab, such as a Logan or a Mystique Deception 
or let's say Doctor Strange, because people forget Doctor Strange has an amazing center line, uh, screw you over with his builder just pushing you towards him, and you're like, <laughs> oh, you're talking OG Strange, yeah, OG Strange, wow. because like, okay. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, tell me, tell me I'm wrong, like he has like a mini deception if he hits, it's good, yeah, no, he's got a hit, I yeah. <laughs> and he should right because it's perfect knowledge reroll all yeah um but man at least one damage sometimes you know? yeah it's an energy attack but it i i've definitely warmed to og i feel like he's much better in sons and convocation than he is uh as a defender's leader uh, yeah. and i don't know exactly why that is i think it's probably because even just a, a, a range one place it's, on it's, his, no, it's, his it's, base size. No, it's just, it's, it's just the fact that we talked about last week where five threat leaders make you feel so bad when you're playing them. I guess. I mean, he was my leader in convocation, like more often than not. That's fair. Just because um, he's really difficult to take down. So. But, let's, 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 but it let's feels try. different because you chose Sam. him. Let's try, to stay, let's try to stay on point, Sam. <laughs> How many points? How many points are we staying on? <laughs> we're on we're on what I'm evaluating with my four wide versus a five or six wide. And this is like leading yeah. up to the pivot point where it's All like, right. cool. I know that I need to take out a model. So I'm gonna go ahead and wait and I'm not gonna go with my center grabs. I'm gonna like let you go for the center mm-hmm. grabs. And if you don't, basically I'll play a stalling game because I have two characters that are very, very threatening on anybody who is going for the center grab. Um, so it kind of like looks at that. And I think with like my list specifically, my options are stay aggressive or go defensive, which I think that's pretty much the lines for anybody. It just, what can you actually like orchestrate to happen? Sure. Which with me is not very much. I just have aggressive. I don't have <laughs> like, <laughs> It might be like one of X Force's struggles, you know, if you think about it and you're going through it and it's like, well, a lot of teams actually have the option of, cool, I'm going to go defensive now and play a turtle game where it's like right. X Force is like, I can go forward. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, does that, <clears throat> when, when you are limited by that sort of, I don't know, faction specific approach or, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, feeling like you're you're locked into a strategy, whether or not you think it's uh, the right one for the game. What's your like fallback point when it comes to pivoting, like around that? Villain eyes, but that's seeing like that's why villain eyes is in my specific roster. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, sorry, but it's, it's so easy for me to go to my roster because I think about this stuff constantly when I'm doing my rosters. Um, and like my, my turn ones, it's like Bill and eyes is like really there. So I have that safe grab and I can play a turtle game. And like that one character allows me to play that turtle game. So when I see something like brotherhood mystique, I'm going to grab bill instead of Logan, because now I have a turtle play. Okay. Specifically to paranoia. How are you looking to break parody? Right, so at at some point through death. <laughs> so you're just hoping that they basically like feed you a trash model sooner or later that's holding an objective. Well, and... that's that's the glory about like let's say X Force right now because yeah. like when you're running the core of Cable, Psylocke, and Logan, you have two characters that are just murder machines and incredibly mobile. So yes. they don't have to feed me the easy to kill model because I'm gonna get the easy to kill model. Okay. You're you're coming to get him. You're coming to get him. How are you maintaining parity then, right? Because you got you're, you're four wide. You've got to keep mm-hmm. two people close together. 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to fall behind. Or are you just not worried about it? Are you, are you so okay? So this is where you have, like, you have your hard flank, and then you have a soft flank, which would probably mm-hmm. be Bill and Eyes. Because Bill can go and get Eyes and then run back away, and now he's holding the back secure. Able, and okay. that's what's keeping you parity. And that's why it comes down to, like, the, the opponent. I almost said the enemy. Uh, the opponent's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the opponent's roster and evaluating that and saying, okay, is this person going to go hard attrition, hard control, yeah. hard scenario? Like, which way yeah. are they going to go? Or if I see somebody that has, like, direct, like, things that's going to impact me a specific way, it's be like, cool, instead of taking Logan and going hyper-aggressive, I'm going to take Bill, and I'm just going to turtle round one, and I'm going to get parity. Like, that is my goal, is to maintain parity round one. And then round two, I'm going to have priority, and I'm going to bust out the turtle shell, because turtles are in a half show, and then they're going to go crazy. <laughs> okay, I mean that's that's not too different than what I'm doing with uh, this Thanos Plus roster, yeah. where it's just I'm looking at my what my opponent has for pieces, and I'm evaluating like is this like I'm going to bring uh, my smattering of big boys to this game under one affiliation's banner or, or another, yeah. uh, and and just you know see where this goes, or am I going to try and, and bring one of my more you know scenario focused squads? Yeah, and just trying to well, understand that in turn zero is it, it's it's a big part of the game. It really you know, is. whether because like especially when you're playing with such characters, like you have Thanos, I have Cable. Yeah, there's a huge difference in characters. I'm not I'm not trying to compare our things, but you also have Red School <laughs> and you have Malekith and now, you have yeah. Hulk. Like you have such high. <laughs> My point here is is like we almost shoehorn ourselves into like not cookie cutters because it's like our own cookie, you know, but sure. it's like we, we shoehorn ourselves into these little corners and these little, I guess, shells or cores of a roster. Like mm-hmm. I am so addicted to Logan, Psylocke and Cable, like, and it, it probably hurts me more than anything. Cause like, sure. I should probably be playing bill here or I should probably play wider. Um, I should do this, this and this. And I create all these options in my list, but I can't tell you the last time I touched Domino or Honey Badger or like, like it's just always right. King Logan, Psylocke, and then Phil from there. Um, that's how playing Black Order has been for me because yeah. it's literally just like, well, I guess the only decision point in the Black Order roster has been, am I playing Th- a Thanos roster or a Corvus roster? Yeah. Or a Thanos and Corvus roster. But most Thanos rosters are also Corvus rosters. But, you know, but basically <laughs> just looking at it and going, okay, like, uh, the decision points aren't, you know, all mm. that different. The model selection doesn't even change that much. It's just, you know, do I swap this eight points out for those eight points? Yeah. Or, you know, these these seven for those eight, depending on what the, the actual threat of the, the match is. And I think a lot of that is where I've said for a while, like my the Asgard roster that I brought to Nashcon, that I did not need a 10th slot in that roster. Mm-hmm. The 10th slot was literally, I had to force it onto the table if I wanted it. Yeah. Because I had all of the other nine spots covered basically every scenario that I needed to have a decent team on was covered. Well, this is going down roster creation, but do you think if you ever find yourself in a roster like that, you just throw some random like anti-meta character in there as a punt to like freak your opponent out? I think so. I mean, like, I, like, I, I, like you're getting real like nitty gritty here, but like, let's say, let's say you have a 10th character slot and you're like, cool, what am I going to put in here? And you just put, like, just randomly put Super Giant. And then it makes your opponent be like, why does this person have Super Giant? Like, what type of crazy tech do they have going on? 
I think that Mal's a much like Mal or Thanos are better for that type of. Is a it really spot. though? Okay, so let's let's think, think about so. it. Okay, we're going completely off topic here now, but uh, we're gonna pivot our rock. We're gonna pivot the conversation over to pivot. this now. Okay. Um, so like, but let's say if I most people nowadays have a tool on their list to deal with Mal or Hulk because they're so prevalent. Sure. So why am I gonna bring something to my roster that people probably already have a tool and a plan for? And even if I don't plan on playing that character and it alters the list, that means that they're going to have somebody that can deal with, like, a big, like, chunky model, which means that your smaller models are probably just getting one shot. Which is actually probably why the state of the game is the way it is right now, where games feel so fast and models just die like crazy. It's because people are expecting Mal and Hulk, and they're like, wow, I found out that this character can deal 10 damage like the drop of a hat. Like... And so it creates like talking um, about Psylocke again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then I end up with these characters that are just like great murder machines, and then yeah. I take it into the characters that are not Mal and Hulk, and then they just die. So it's like it almost makes it seem like if you have Mal or Hulk on your roster, like you're almost hurting your lower threat characters by giving your opponent the idea that they need that tool, and then that tool just becomes overly mm-hmm. oppressive for what as needed. I mean, okay, so let's let's further diverge. Do you need lower threat characters anymore? I mean, I think you do. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying that like you know like oh you don't need lower threat characters anymore. But like we've gone from like I, I think it depends on what your plan is. Like what's your plan sure. with your roster? And like that's like what it all comes down to. Really, is like my plan with my mm-hmm. roster is to play Cable, Logan, Psylocke. Like no, I don't need no freaking two threats. I got Honey Badger, but again, when's the last time she made the table? Um, I think 14 threat was really distorting. It really was, and, yeah. And and now that fourteen is gone, there's a lot of situations where, like, if you had a four threat leader before, you basically had to run two twos on your roster to be five wide at fourteen. Now who cares? Who cares about twos now? Like, yeah, I, I don't know if like who cares, but like outside, no, who cares? Of, like, who cares? You heard team. it here first, Rogue Ages podcast. <laughs> who cares about the twos? Straight out of my mouth, absolutely. You even uh, have any twos in your roster? I don't think you do. Uh, I do. I do. I have Bob. Oh, okay. You have Bob. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah, um, but no, it, it really comes down to like, what do you want to do? Like, I could absolutely yes. run a list that I run every single two threat in the game. Is it going to be good? I, probably, I don't know. Um, no, I don't think so. I think you I want an affiliated so, yeah. two. I, I, I think you you want either a two that gets a job done, right? That's just like okay, it like. But I think. I think, what, I think the pivot, a, a the pivot, the pivot here, <laughs> the, 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 pivot, the pivot here is a two went from being a necessary piece that you had yeah. to have in your roster to now the twos are providing flexibility in your turn zero. Yes. And so like what I'm looking for from a two now is I'm looking for basically getting to an affiliation at a cheaper price point. Yeah. Usually at the cost of like downgrade. Excuse me. Downgrading wow. a three or a four threat. And uh, yeah, yeah. J- just to just to bring a big splash piece in, or to to bring a wider team at at a lower threat value than you know is yeah, expected. And so, like Bob's in my roster literally because he's Hydra and Cabal affiliated, well, and well, that's where I need here's another that extra for help. You. Here's another pivot for you. Well, you know, we're staying on top because we're just pivoting left and right here. Yeah, um, pivot. Okay, so if I could drop down a threat to grab Bob. Why can't I just throw in more fours in my list like I did? Where I'm running what four, five fours, like what's wrong? Like, you know what I mean? 
Because I like the accordion personally. So like, I can't speak for you, but I like having the threat of being able to, pardon the pun, I like (laughs) to, you know, threaten being able to go wider than my opponent and also taller. I think think that mindset, though, is like why I'm so torn on my uh, direction I want to go with my, like, my 10th character slot is I can either double down on what I'm already doing mm-hmm. or I can give myself the option to threaten a wider team mm-hmm. or I could give myself the option to threaten a scenario team. Like, But like the issue is, is I have so many options of what I could do with only one character slot. But like the, I guess a really cool part is I only have one character slot and I have all these options to do. Sure. I, okay, so here's here's a different question that's like the same. How wide do you want to be? Uh, obviously, this is going to vary from roster to roster, from player to player. Okay, so, right? Sam, but like, Sam, how wide do you Sam, want to be? Sam, let's, let's real talk here. Yeah. Do you think me, Dizzard, Dylan, whatever you want to call me, can handle mentally a seven wide list? <laughs> I mean, I've seen you play Guardians pretty well, so I think That's that back you when could you were running them with like five and six wide, but I don't think I've ever actually <laughs> ran a seven wide list. Like, I don't think that seven wide is I, something that when like, I the game, run like, when I really run over five characters, I forget I have a six character somewhere. <laughs> on the table. Like, like I've had it where I'll be playing a game and yeah. the person's like, "I'm like, all right, and that's it for me." And like, yeah, um, twenty three is behind the building over there. I'm like, like oh, oh, I guess I should go with her then. Yeah, I, 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 I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I forgot to deploy somebody the other night because there it go. was more models than I'd played within, you know, 10 days or so. And I was like, oh, hmm, okay, whoops. But it happens to me. Like, I I, I get so, especially when I've been doing the same thing for quite a while where it's like, and Cable, Logan, Psylocke, Sabretooth. And then all of a sudden I'm playing 19 and it's like, add 23 or add Badger. And I'm just like, yeah. Ah, all right. I have one more character and like... And it creates it creates interesting themes, but I'm also like I am actually curious of that thought process, that not thought process, but like that thought of like when you're building your roster, is there really there? I think there's an argument nowadays that instead of throwing a two in there, why not just run five fours or four I think fours? That, I think you know, I, most people are like, I want three fours and no more. Like why that, why why lock ourselves into these list mm-hmm. building restrictions? You know what I mean? Like. Let yourself play what you want to play. If you can make it work at a threat value, freaking go for it. I'm running four fours right now. I got Logan, Sabretooth, Psylocke, and Bill. And I'm thinking about yep. throwing Dynamo on this list. Like, five fours? Let's go. That's like. so many fours. <laughs> I, I think that when, right now, that the grunt mechanic is kind of starting to... To catch on and mm-hmm. I, I, I that might sound silly but it's been around for you know better part of a year for most people who've been playing with them but uh, i think that now that there's a spread of grunts right where you have the the secure grunts two different flavors of extract grunts and then you know we'll see what else is in the pipeline i'm i i still hope that grunts isn't like something that we see a tremendous amount of in the game but i'm sure that we haven't seen the last of it either. you know so, what i want to have a grunt model is multiple man i i want to see a devil dinosaur grunt that's like a really difficult grunt to actually take down and have moon girl be like kind of easy to take down but it's like you're just always gonna like kind of like keep her 
hidden in the back or something. Yeah. Uh, I think Multiple Man would be great. I've wanted Multiple Man in the game for a while, but I don't want to see him as a grunt. I just want to see, like... No, no, no. I want to see, like, like a main copy of Multiple of Man and then, like, yeah. a grunt character for his copies. Oh, okay. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Jamie. I, uh, <laughs> now I'm completely derailed for what that's worth. Uh, but the point I was trying to get to was that now that we're kind of, like, into this, like, you know... Grunts have been around for a while. People are starting to get the hang of it. I think that grunts open up play styles where you maybe don't need to bring an additional yeah. two-thread. Well, because you or just bring a Fury or Shadowlands, or... and you have a two-thread as a right. grunt, basically. Pretty much. Like, that grunt is going to do most of what you would be asking a two-thread to do. Yeah. In most cases. Unless it's Badger. <laughs> yeah. So, that is very different. Nebula is very different. <laughs> Uh, Which is why like, I struggled so long to like not put Fury or uh, Skull in my list because like having that grunt with X Force yeah. helps so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, Skull throws off all your math. Yeah, you really no, does. You're on like, <laughs> and I can't run five fours. So many fours. Yeah, exactly. Like this is getting hard. If you're on five fours, do you run Emma. It's in the. It's it's in the consideration. Yeah, it actually yeah. is. It's it's like my tenth character so slot hard. is either Emma. Apex, Dynamo, or Storm. Like, like. Mm. So, so I'm, I, I'm probably gonna end up at five fours. Like, I to be <laughs> honest. Like, but the only way I don't end up at five fours is if I go Storm. Uh. <laughs> I so I mean, when I ran Weapon X and I wasn't running, I was only running Honey Badger for yeah. for most of when I was running Weapon X, and I missed having someone who could just go and score me points somewhere. Yeah. So what's what's funny about that is when I played Weapon X and I didn't play Honey Badger, I missed yeah. Honey Badger. I was like, oh, absolutely, he would be so yep. good right here. And then I played against Red Cathal, and he had a Honey Badger. It was a Weapon X mirror, and he just nuked the crap out of me. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, Honey Badger needs to be in this. I I think that having an affiliated two goes a really long way, and it it's not something to overlook. It is. It is. All right. Um, so we talked about pivot. Um, oh man, so great to listen to people that appreciate. I love Gabby, man. Like you should know me by now. Uh, Coffee time says so great to listen to people that appreciate Gabby. I think Gabby is like one of the most underrated twos. Like she is so scary. And it, like, every time when I hear my opponent say like, I have to kill this two threat. Yeah, it makes me feel so good. And whenever I'm trying to explain to people that are new to the game or trying to grasp x Force or weapon x and they're like how do i play honey badger and i'm like honey badger's goal is to die and then be annoying like let her die and be annoying if if she dies and is annoying then she completed her goal because <laughs> that means that that's that's what nine damage that one of your main characters did not have to take right it's, it's damage somebody else didn't take their attacks that went into a, a different target and not only uh, that Tell me, tell me why. And coffee time, you can comment on this too. I have never, never, ever, 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 ever seen Honey Badger do less than like four damage. Like, <laughs> I don't understand it. Like, tell me why Honey Badger just always has good dice when she does her builder. I don't get it. I, I just, I don't get it. Her builder. The exceptional on Gabby is is incredibly frustrating because it's like it's one of those plays where it's like it's not a good play, but it's also not a bad play. Yeah. It's just a play that can happen to you. And it's like, well, what if Gabby took 
you know, an okay. extra activation to take down instead of you being able to get where you wanted to and go. And that is a two threat, and it's like you're already yep. committed at that point, and you're like, I really need to get rid of this character. Yep. Um, like, God, I love I love Honey Badger so much. Like, honestly, I think Honey Badger impacts this game more than 23 does. Hot take right here. You heard it first. Oof. Wow. Wow. Let, let, let's talk about our game. Our game that we played where you're playing Black Order. Yeah. Who was more of an impact, 23 or Badger? You didn't bring 23. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Gabby didn't do very much in our game. In fact, it gave me a false sense of security the next time I saw Gabby across the table from me. No, our, like, game, no, our just... game, she stood there and you had to kill her and then I yeah. killed you. But I also didn't have anything else to do with those actions. I might be thinking of a different game. It happens. No, it was it was our game. I, that, that was my, my take from our game was that Gabby stood in the way and I had to kill her, but she was also there and I didn't have anything better to do. Yeah. And so I kind of went for her because it, it felt all right. But I did have to keep retreating from her, which wasn't fun. Yeah. When you're playing Black Order and you're on the retreat, something is not going right. Or everything is going right, you know? It, either way. Um, so we talked a little bit about, about pivoting in round zero. How do you pivot and recognize the pivot in the middle of a game? Like, let's talk about Hyper yeah. Viper. <laughs> he's not here to defend himself. Since he's not so here to talk defend to himself. Yeah. So you you saw what happened. Why don't you go ahead and explain the situation? Uh, he was playing his uh, his final game of this past season, and uh, I the game was very close for for the whole the length of it, and it came to a point where well laid plans hadn't been used, and uh, close player. So he was playing into foes. He's playing into you know these two five zero players playing their you know to see basically who takes the bracket and uh, he spent all of Bill's power and so the well laid plans turn there was no power to prevent the one damage that he rolled on well laid plans and so Bill dropped uh, uh, a paranoia disturbance and uh, that gave the spider foes player the opportunity to you know basically pull ahead in the final turn. And uh, like there, there you have it. Yeah. So, and the pivot point should be like, and this is also comes down to what we talked about earlier, where you're like, cool. Let's talk about the game with uh, Ben and I, where it's like, okay, I have Bill, I have points. If I just run away, I win right here and there. And he has a very, very hard time catching me. So the pivot yeah. point is instead of being aggro, 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 smack you in the face with a hammer and slap fight. I'm just going to walk away and that's going to secure the game for me. <clears throat> and I think too often you see games, I do it to myself all the time where it's like people get so, I guess, bloodlust and they want to like have fun and roll dice that they don't yeah. want to run away. Um, but it's like, if I'm in a tournament and like I paid money to be there, you better believe it. I am going to run away to the corner. <laughs> I mean, I usually will. I can't guarantee it. I, I certainly have made decisions to not do that. Some but you, but you probably, you probably had an out, <laughs> and it wasn't like if I run away, I win. If I stay here, I probably lose this game. I mean, I've just misread the the table okay, <laughs> in very important games before. <laughs> You're just like, mm, oh, I can't do that because of this. Oh, you couldn't have done that anyway. Well, all right. But I think. Uh, I think like the pivot point thing in general just comes down to what we always harp on, and that's be constantly evaluating the table state. Like like yes. realize what's going on, where characters are, what your opponent's goals are, like what is their um 
path to victory and what yeah. is your path to victory that's the word i was looking for because if you can recognize yeah. what the paths to victory are then you can probably pivot before your opponent even realizes you're pivoting and when you can do yes. that you are a much better mcp player i i, I there was there was another moment in the game uh between hyper and blair that that, that went like that where uh there was a, a throw off of a point that was done that uh, put Lizard in a position where he could just double move and mm-hmm. wind up on a different point instead. Mm-hmm. And so now it wasn't about, you know, I'm going to throw you here and now you've got to spend actions to get back into the fight. Cause I think at the time, even Lizard might've been injured already. And so like coming back onto that point against a healthy model, he wasn't actually going to add to the scoring anyway. So it would have just been to fight and he just dipped him out and ran away. So like that, that's a pivot right there. One of the best pivots I think I've seen was the, TTS Finals, season eight or nine, the the Magic Nick and, and Lucas Finals, where mm. uh, just the the double move with Voodoo across the table. Just like, hold on, hold my beer. I'm gonna go do this instead. What if I scored points on the other side of the but board? Like, let's think about that move though. Like he sat the there and thought about yeah. it for probably like ten minutes. Like right, and then like, eventually saw the play and was like, I'm gonna do this. But like. If you need to take that time, and like let's say you have that time, which he absolutely did, right? Absolutely use your time, even if you're on a clock, to find your most optimal play. Yep. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about pivots, or do you want to get into the fun stuff? Um. Well, I feel like we're beating a dead horse at this point. I mean, just okay. So, like, don't throw good money after bad. Uh, if if. Uh, if you attack something and Take it didn't risks. go your way, sure, sure. But if you're at the point where you have to swing haymakers and your haymaker lands flat, like Sam, maybe don't throw another haymaker Sam, right away. I, Think about it for a second. Take a step back. I play X Force. My whole entire team is haymakers. <laughs> you know, and sometimes you throw down psionic constructs, and uh, you still just do two damage. Ah, that was so wrong. <laughs> Omnis, uh, Omnis says, dead horse, why you gotta stand like that? Uh, what's real funny is me trying to explain Bill to Victoria. Um, <laughs> the cyborg horse wolf? What? It's yeah. not hard. She's like, I was like, I was like, I gotta get Bill still. And she's just like, who's Bill? I'm like, well, he's like this, like, imagine a horse that looks like Thor and walks on two legs. And she was like, why is there a horse that looks like Thor and walks on two legs? It's like, well, I, well, you see. And then, because comics, comics, um, but yeah, no, I completely agree. It's it's very much just like I forgot what I said. Now, anyways, um, I agree though. Whatever it was you said, I agree. <laughs> I said uh, I, I was remembering a game where I tried to smash a miles with a Thanos, yeah. and uh, it it worked very well mm-hmm. on turn. You know, the first time that I tried it, and I got the days, and then I went for the KO, and this was back during the the time. Thanos age where you could take you know three actions with Thanos, yeah. and so I literally punched Miles three times and did no damage. Oh my god! Didn't even get the throw, and it was I just think like, well, that, all right. That, that reminds like, me of that's... a conversation I had with somebody about Ascani Son. Mm-hmm. Um, this person in the Discord for like the X Force fan server had a, I think they said it's like a five target Ascani Son, and did a total of four damage across all the attacks. Um, and I think. I think that's something I've kind of learned with MCP is you could have the best lineup of something. And if you need it to happen, just do your other option. Cause what you need to happen, isn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I mean, unless it does, unless I've, it does. I've definitely been on the other side of that where you're just like, well, it's, you know, incredibly statistically improbable that they do more than three damage here. Yeah. And even if they but, do more than three damage, I have five, right? So, like, it has to be, like, not four. Uh, it's got to actually, you know, be five. I still get to roll defense dice. This this is – I'm okay with this. I'm yeah. going to let it go. And then the Marvel dice come in and they're just like, what if I had seven hits with a pierce? And you're like, well – that happens when I'm like, okay, I don't want to kill you. I just want to put you on one so I can throw you over here. And then it's like, I did 15 damage. Uh, I was like that. That, 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 yeah, that game you played with Hood where you did the Power Dark Lightning and you just like, what if, lost I, me the game what if I rolled I just... all, all the wilds instead? Oh, my God. I was so salty. I was like, God damn it, Hood. Like, but, um... Oh yeah, where was it going? Oh yeah, so basically it comes down to sometimes, like, there's a better play. Yeah, yeah, yeah Scani San into five characters seems like really, really good value. But yeah. maybe you could have thrown a size four building, shot twice, and body slid onto a secure. And at that point, you're probably actually earning something towards victory points, which is an end state, instead yeah. of hoping for dice to go your way. And not actually accomplishing anything. I think that's like what you need to evaluate yep. when you're looking at these pivot points and decisions when you're trying to figure out what you want to do in the game. Is is this progressing me towards my end state? Is this helping me yeah. towards my goal? If Ascani San is absolutely like, say, I have an opponent within Ascani San and they have a VP, and that one VP gives me the game, absolutely, I'm going to Ascani San there um, yeah. because now I'm getting extra value out of it instead of just like some. So I, another pivot point kind of pitfall is uh, the, the old analysis paralysis yeah. moment. If all you're doing is going back through your decision tree multiple times, you know, like, do I, do I double move with Bucky or do I take a shot with Bucky? Do I double move or do I take a shot? Do I double move or do I take a shot? Like, that's not productive to figuring out what your pivot point is. That's literally just not being able to make the decision that will continue the game <laughs> one way or another looking at the board and realizing that you need to save Bucky for your last activation because so long as he doesn't die and it would be very difficult for him to die because the, the position that you have for him on the board he could hydro tactics off of you know three different people and you'd have to set that up with the next action so like there's there's a difference in trying to like recognize what your actual out is, like how to get Bucky into position. And maybe it involves an opponent, you know, like missing two high percentage trap rolls or, you know, doing two other things that have to break your way in order for the game to, you know, break in your favor in the end. But if you can just stick to your game plan until the game is actually over, you still have that out. And, and understanding that that's also a pivot point for the game and that, you know, your opponent might not see what you have up your sleeve and it might take, you know, a lot of luck, but you know, in sports ball, there's almost always a team that makes the playoffs based off of somebody else's win loss record mm -hmm. or, you know, because just enough things broke their way at, at some point in the season. And that's, that's not that different for a game like this. So I think that, uh, try not to get lost in analysis paralysis, look at, you know, out of the box, as much as you can for, you know, what needs to happen next. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Um, what fun segment do you want to do tonight? You know what I want to do? I want to reevaluate our chat GBT Immortal Hulk. Um, because... <laughs> 
I think we need to start like I think the ChatGPT segment should be something like asking ChatGPT to tell us answers like in the style of a podcast or like in the style of a battle rap or can like we, we need to we need to like take it to to the next level. Can I you, think can so. Can you do that? Can I do that? I can't do that, but I think Chad, okay. Chad GPT can. Well, I just, I just <laughs> wanted to say that I, mean, I, I, I figured we'd do a different segment. We did Chad GPT like, what, two, three weeks ago? No, that's fine. I don't um, want to do it again tonight. But um, next time. Chad GPT was absolutely wrong about Immortal Hulk because um, he's yeah. not a four threat. And like five. It said it was oh, a five, five threat five, with five. a transform ability. Yeah, and yeah. either AMG is gaslighting us or Chad, <laughs> Chad GPT was wrong. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what uh what you know what what you know what we haven't done in a while is uh this versus that. This versus that? Yeah. So like we're gonna do you wanna like take some box mates or you wanna take similar pieces? Let's take similar pieces. I call Psylocke. Okay. <laughs> uh I guess Killmonger, right? Like what, what what's why, uh why? Why? <laughs> I mean they have she's the so, same health. Oh, no, she's so much better than Killmonger. Okay, let's do this. Alright. He's got usurp the throne. I I mean I don't. Uh, All right, they're both six. Zemo. Fives. Let's no, go with Zemo. No, let's I'll go, go with Zemo. Go. No, no, no you say Killmonger. I, I, I like right. this against yeah. Killmonger more. I mean, Killmonger felt like apples to apples, and plus yeah, yeah, you've been threads. using him for her proxy. That's so. fair. No, let's, let's do Killmonger. All right, Killmonger versus Psylocke. All right. Yeah. Uh, number one, Sawak is better. All right, next segment. Um, all right, she's so, got more defensive tech, right? She's a okay, martial so artist. She's, she's a she's a three. Good. She's a three three four martial mm-hmm. artist and stealth. He's what mm-hmm. three 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 or is he four three three? Four three three. I think he's four three three, and he doesn't have any defensive tech, right? If I remember correctly. No, his his defensive tech is having a charge. Okay. Um, okay. So so far, Sawak is more defensive. We're both in agreement. Yes. All right. We are in agreement. Yeah. Okay. Psylocke has a seven die energy slash mystic <laughs> builder that generates power and has the potential to rob as many wilds as you mm-hmm. roll. You could you could actually, if you rolled nothing but wilds and hit some crits, you could rob the person of ten power. Okay. You could. Uh, you could. Um. What does what does Killmonger do? He has. A I do a five and a seven. Hey, come on. Yeah. Are you doing both sides of this? Oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I might not have a whole lot of faith in the character, but still, uh, I can still. So, Psylocke can do how many seven die attacks in a round? Two. Uh, she could do a five die and a seven die. Oh, but she I could do a five die and well, a seven die too. Technically, if she has power, she could do two seven die attacks. It's not once per round. She's not limited to once per no, round. She's got the builder and then the spender. Her her spender is seven die mystic. Mm, okay, got her it. Three I mean, I've power. got a spender too. That's not what I was talking about. But how much does his spender cost? Come on, I don't know Killmonger's card off the top of my head. Neither do I. I can read you Sonic's card off the back of my hand. Right? Uh, It's tattooed. Let's find out how much Eric Killmonger's got going on here. First of all, check those defensive stats. Yes, they are definitely 4-3-3. So we we nailed that. We were correct. Black Ops Strike is a range Uh 3, 7 die attack for 3. So So I, I also have that. You do, but she... Makes up for the range three, where it's range mm-hmm. two because of the short move. I mean, I have a charge though, so I mean. But they cost the same here effectively. All right, fine. I got a stagger. I have a wild stagger on mine. She has a wild shock before. Uh, shock mm-hmm. with stun before damage is dealt. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. 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 And the fact that she's probably killing you before you even get to go, so stagger is irrelevant. I, I don't know. I, no, I don't okay, understand no, why you're making these kind of presumptions about let's, priority. Let's, let's talk though. Let's talk about that though. Like. <laughs> 
I remember vaguely familiar that the last time I played Killmonger, every time I was yeah. hoping for the stagger, I just killed a person. So like the stagger was more often. Yeah, than the stagger is like basically worthless. Yeah, he places within one, which is actually like usually the the, the bigger part of that. Okay, so that she doesn't have, but she has mm-hmm. a short move. And if she's injured, she can place she within one. She can place within one of herself three times. I mean, that's yeah. So now, now we're talking about our tactics cards, though, right? Because my tactics card straight up gets you VPs. I can my play. My tactics card I lets play, you win the game I, during the middle of a round. I could play dirty work and get extra power for my team. <laughs> I don't think that putting usurp the throne and dirty work into the same like no, nah, like, but I I would say that psionic constructs being able to give saber tooth rerule any on savage finisher or whatever it's called fin- savage predator yes unless he was uh, I will concede that she is a better support piece than Eric Killmonger but she's also a great solo piece I mean yeah yeah but I mean because we're talking now, but now we're let's not talk talking about, about her attacks right about... we're talking about someone else's attack so okay I'm, so I'm she's, sure I'll concede so, the support okay, ground you can see the support mm-hmm. um I would say she's more offensively capable because she's doing energy damage with seven dice or mystic and when you're just doing physical no 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 he's energy oh, he's, he's energy that's right yeah. okay vibranium weapons is an energy but attack but he can't do with mystic. pierce with wild pierce I got rerolls. I can't do mystic. I got rerolls that aren't relying on I get rerolls people. too for if killing you, people. If you kill people. I gotta kill people first. I mean, I'm, my name is Killmonger. I'm true okay. to form. Okay, so I, <laughs> I'll concede I'll concede the point that um, Killmonger I don't know. I, I won't concede that actually. I do think she actually kills better than he does because she's less reliant on things to go right for her. Like he's very self sufficient. Where he she's needs very self sufficient. He needs things to be going his way for him to have that like that boom. He wants to attack the same model twice. Yeah. Well, she she, she she's not forced to do that. She gets to front load her seven die attack where he has to back load his seven die attack. Yeah. And then she can uh, reroll. I, I guess technically he can do seven and seven if he does the uh the spender first. Okay, so I think we're in agreement that Sawak is the better fourth threat. Power creep. Well, I honestly maybe like let's like I don't see a spot other than affiliation where Killmonger beats out Psylocke. If I'm looking at those two as my fours, I'm taking mm-hmm. Psylocke unless like I need Killmonger for affiliation, which is only in Wakanda. But I really don't need that. So I'd rather run Panther, Shuri, and Okoye and slap in Psylocke and throw Killmonger in there in this exact conversation. What about who wore it better? Let's do a little who wore it better. Psylocke, yeah. get out of here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean their outfits. I meant like literally like for like team tactics cards, right? For like uh, affiliated tactics. Because Kilmarker doesn't mind vibranium uh, shielding. Mm-hmm. He also he is great he at pain not or eight, according to plan. And and Wakanda Forever yeah. is definitely something that, that he definitely can make great use of. Yeah, um, Cat and Mouse absolutely enables her round one to be okay. a cannonball. Um, dirty work doesn't exist. Um, pretty sneaky sis <laughs> enables Psylocke to be basically untouchable for a round. Yeah. I want to say basically untouchable, but she becomes incredibly hard to deal with for one round. Yes. So I think they're pretty even on tactics. Uh, what about sculpt? Psylocke. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me. Um, I mean, I, I made I made my uh, cancelable offense <laughs> declaration last week. Last week. 
no need to repeat those. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I don't know if anybody said anything this entire time because I I'm, I scrolled up for the questions, but I think that's going to end our this versus that. Um, Psylocke wins the best fourth threat between her and Killmonger. Uh, does she though? I mean, she, uh, t- Killmonger can straight up like when win are the game you during his activation? Okay, but how often? Okay, so nowadays, mm-hmm. if I was to take Killmonger and usurp, like who's yeah. he trying to kill? He's trying to kill Hulk <laughs> or Malekith. <laughs> At least he can reroll into into Mal now. Okay, he can, but like or, or Thanos, he's yeah. probably or dead. Juggernaut. Like yeah. Killmonger's probably mm-hmm. dead before he can it. use the card. I get it. Yeah, maybe, probably. I mean, Psylocke could be too. Let's be honest. Okay, so fair. I got six health. Fine, fine. fine. <laughs> but I have. I give. I would give. I would. I I would give Psylocke the edge. I would give. Psylocke I would give the her edge. the edge. Yeah. Epic rap battles of history. Psylocke wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, earlier in the chat, Holy Mackinac, what are you enjoying so much in particular about Psylocke? I think this segment covered that. <laughs> um, she's amazing, man. Like, if you have not played her yet, she is probably my favorite character in the game right now. I know I say that every time a new release comes out, but like, she is actually probably my favorite character because one, she's in the affiliation that I really want to play, and I can play her without feeling bad every single game with that affiliation. Why? Because she's a staple for that affiliation, in my opinion. I don't care if I have a nine-point core with Cable and Psylocke, but, like... I mean, if you're only running four models, it's not that hard. Yeah, it's not that hard. (laughs) Um, But she's just... In my opinion, Psylocke is actually an above-value character. She's probably a 4.9, in my opinion. Uh, The only thing thing holding her back is her, like, let me throw shit at her, she just dies. Um, Yeah. That's probably like her only weakness, in my opinion. But I hear everybody brings brace these days. Yeah, everybody so. brings brace. <laughs> She's defensive four, four three uh, three 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 four. Yeah, but martial artist. She does not like things around her. But that's why you gotta just play body blocks, um, which is why she runs with cable. Like he will body block for her, or twenty three, or somebody else. Who has other chances? All right, Mackinac says how how she stack up against Rogue. I, I think that Rogue and Psylocke are Rogue has a lot more tools than Psylocke has to to do more I, different things. I think it's what you're doing. Like if I'm if I'm playing sure. X Men, I'm grabbing for Rogue uh, because affiliation. Uh, but if I don't need yeah. that affiliation, and it's like, what am I doing? It's what do what do I need this person to do? Do I need this person to be a throwbot? Do I need this person to power sap? Do I need this person to um like what all do I need this person to do? If I just need somebody who's gonna go in and punch stuff and bring energy and mystic attacks, then I'm going for Psylocke. If I don't care for Mystic, which here's the thing though, is X Men really lack mystic attacks. Except for now they got Emma. But um it's like if I want a good mystic attacker, I'm gonna take Psylocke over Rogue. But if I don't care for that, then I'm going to take Rogue over Psylocke. Uh, okay. Ominous, on a scale of 1 to 10, why is Psylocke an 11? Uh, because I just, <laughs> I don't know if I can explain this anymore. Uh, but yeah, in all in all honesty... All, all she's honestly, a New York 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, against, like, it really just depends on what you do, I think, and what exactly you need. I think Rogue still has a place, and Rogue is a great character. Yeah. But between Logan and Psylocke, I don't... <laughs> I don't Come know. On. I don't know <laughs> if you need rogue anymore, um, or you can just you run all crazy. Cars. No, you guys. So you guys play this more aggressive game. Like I play this like like whiny little B game where 
I'm I'm way more interested in having Rogue just like walk up and power sap and then like walk onto a point to score it. Well, there's there is a line where <laughs> like somebody brought this up. You could literally play Deadpool, Rogue, and Psylocke and just go, "I'm taking yeah. your power." I mean, so like that, yes. Until that seven die builder comes in and just gains her all of the power that you thought you were going to pull off for that round. No, because then you just go ahead and like you put stun on them before you do damage. I mean, no, I meant for like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogue's power starved in X Men. See, I agree with that. Like, I think the nice thing that sure. Sherlock has is I, I don't think it does say Rogue is power starved. It's more that she has so much that she wants to do with power. Like she generates power pretty well, but she has so much that she wants to do with her power that she always feels yeah. power starved. You, you play Rogue in, in in Brotherhood, especially under Mags, yeah. and it's completely different than it is under yeah under under Storm. Like under Storm, I feel like Rogue, like she's she's fun to play there, uh, but I the only turn that you feel like you have enough power to do things is turn two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like that's that's just it. Okay. And then, yeah, she has the Cyclops effect, right? She has to, like, actually, like, do some damage that turn. Or you wind up just doing the the, the Sap and Starve game the whole time. Yeah. Um, Ron Wick, what are some takeaways from your guys' TTS Season X results? Any lessons learned or things you want to change for the future? Uh, Psylocke. Um, <laughs> I wish I had her. Um, but in real talk, it's. I think I find it really interesting that there's a lot of affiliations that are seeing more play, aka foes. Like I think in <laughs> previous in previous leagues, I hardly saw foes, and now I think that they're actually a pretty good contender, and really good people are playing them. Um, and foes really upset a lot of things that you're not used to if you haven't played against them in a while. Oh, Rhino! They got uh, they have a new toy too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhino's crazy. Always um, lessons. Um, I don't know. Like, I just wish I had Salak the entire league. I've basically been playing with her since week three, though, or week four, because my opponents are nice. What were you? That's Did, nice. What? What? What's your takeaways from season X? I'm glad I signed up for it. Yeah. I wish I would have signed up for it week one. That's fair. Uh, because I signed up in week two, which is kind of like. <laughs> the pressure is on. <laughs> you, you, you're I can't anything. lose a single yeah, game. Exactly. <laughs> yep. You can't can't lose a single game. So you just got to come in and do it. And I I did not do that. Uh, I I had fun switching back over to to Black Order. I had fun playing Convocation in the first half, and I enjoyed playing Black Order in the the second half of the season. Yeah. I like playing Black Order. I just don't feel like they're in this like top tier conversation right now. Uh, the, the Corvus play style is very dice dependent and it's <laughs> at, the, at the risk of sound like a broken record. It is painfully obvious that Thanos, uh, was a factor in the, uh, reorganization of the, the, the crises and, and, and threat levels and, and things like that. So he is not the head and shoulders above piece that he was prior to Malekith's release, um, I think that he's he's definitely in the conversation. He's one of the best pieces in the game still, and he's uh, he's still very 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 good. Uh, but at the same time, he can't just you know take over every single game by himself like he used to. Yeah, and that's good. That's good for the game, but well, it doesn't mean that like I'm going to stop playing him. Willie McIntyre said, "I think they need to have Gamora and Nebula be affiliated to help lower points." 
Um, oh, for Black Order? Yeah. I, I think that it would be fun to play like Thanos and the Daughters, for sure. That would be uh, a fun a fun way, but it doesn't actually like get you what I think you want anymore no. now that 14 is gone. like That would have been a fun option to bring in at 14, but uh, now you don't really... I don't know. I don't know. I miss Proxima in the, the list that I'm running right now. That's like the only <laughs> thing that I'm actually like, i like, dang it. I wish I could fit her in, but I haven't found room for her yet. Uh, Jodel says, serious question. Did they make Immortal Hulk too hard to kill? I don't think so. I think there's enough tools in the game just statically that you could deal with it. I do think he's hard to kill. Don't get me wrong, but you yeah. have options like Grievous Wounds, um, Sap, Stun to get rid of this power. Um, like, could you imagine sapping him, <clears throat> um, down to like one and then like killing him? It's like, then he comes back with 19 and you just kill him again. And, but I do think I, I'm not by any means saying he's easy to kill, but there are options out there. Um, and if you are whittling him down to like having to use his power for healing to come back to yeah. life then he's not doing a lot during his turn besides punching you with seven dice. Well, he's got five health. Yeah. Right? When, if he has, so if he takes 15 damage, Mm -hmm. let's assume he has 10 power, he comes, he's going to heal down to five, so he has 10 damage left. And I think that that is weirdly easy to chew through Mm -hmm. in this game. Especially with things like energy attacks, high lock three rules. Uh... Or, you know, yeah. he's a really good target for Usurp the Throne. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you could just have Killmonger come in and then uh, well, Wakanda forever for that third attack. And it's also like you, you're you paying seventh threat for him. Like, I would argue Malekith might be harder to kill than Immortal Hulk just because of how much pressure he's putting on you. Where once Immortal Hulk goes down, he's going to have a hard time regaining his own personal tempo. Yeah, I... I'm not sure. So I haven't done any sort of testing with Immortal Hulk. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. This to, is all like basis conjecture, baseless conjecture. To put him on the table. We want to, yeah. Hyper's out to dinner with his family tonight, which yeah. we can appreciate. We can and just shit on, shit on Immortal Hulk as much as we can. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, he's actually, he's played a few games with him as a, as a proxy piece. So he would have a more uh, measured opinion on this than I have. He looks neat. This is the best you're going to get from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys make a good point. Like healing points every activation is really good. It is. It is insanely yeah. good. Um, the three throws a turn he has to hit a wild for, or he's got to have you know eight power yeah. sitting on him, and, and hit a wild. Right. Like, like that, he that's he he is good, and I was considering putting considering putting him in my list. If I yeah, but it's like I don't know. I need to play him to figure out more about him. Um, he might come but, in either over Hulk in my roster or. Well, uh, I will drop Hulk I, and Mal and bring in Immortal and and play with that for a little while and I then just, bring in another Splash character. I just think maybe Proxima. As far as game impacts goes, I think OG Hulk will still have more of an impact. I, I really do. And, okay, so do you think that that's because of the the two cost throw, or yes, is that because it's between of, the throw okay. and um, his health pool is just greater. being higher in general? Yeah, um, okay. and the fact that you can. Like he's, it, like his power is more used for just controlling and scoring VPs. Where this Hulk is like, I'm gonna beat the crap out of you. 
I guess. Like I, that's the take that I keep hearing is that like that this Immortal Hulk is is so much more aggressive than <laughs> the original. Yeah. The original is so much more like control oriented and. Yeah. Like I, I definitely agree that like old Hulk has a lot of control, but I look at the the new kit and I see like one thing that stands out between the two of them, and it's two things I should say. One of them is that the throw costs three on Immortal, mm-hmm. and the second one is that it's a wild throw instead of a wild push yeah. on the builder. But the builder doesn't scale up either, and that's yeah. one of the more frightening things about OG Hulk is. How you many dice? Him, he and starts next thing you know, he's you. throwing twelve dice at you, and it's like, oh, God. right, and you're like, ah, or you know, and, and that that like you know makes the beam even even weirdly, yeah. and uh, so uh, <laughs> does that mean that OG Hoke is overtuned? I don't know if it means he's overtuned. I am curious to see if there's like a touch that happens to him. Uh, in around or after the uh, Immortal Hulk release, right? So like. It this one seems kind of kind of strange. This is up there with the the Black Widow two for me, where it's kind of like okay, like one of the better pieces out of the core set, and one of the earlier you know duplicates that entered the game. And it's like, well, why why? So I'm I'm hyped for Immortal because I love the Immortal run, but I don't look at like OG Hulk and be like, ah, you're. You're outmoded or outmoded. I think by it this just, guy. it's just going to depend on what you want for your list. That's fair. Yeah. Or something changes with him. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the next one. Uh, from next. Rich at Rich Mid Gaming. What are Hunter your Rich. thoughts on Emma's new leadership and what will it do to the meta? I will be completely honest. Um, I think it's really interesting. I've thought about playing with it, but I haven't mm-hmm. actually played with it. And I think it's. I think there's a lot of a lot of layers to that onion on on like how good it's going to be and how it's going to impact things. And like we talked about it, we've talked. I mean, Sam and I have talked a lot about it. Where it's like it's really cool to be able to basically just throw one character and one card into any affiliation, yeah. and have that flex of being like, I'm going to take the best of what I have right now instead of taking X Force, um, which mm-hmm. is a completely I've- viable option. Uh, I thought about her in my my roster right now. Like, yeah. hey, what, what's a fifth leader, right? Like, let's, let's do this. <laughs> One character in a card. <laughs> um, I think it's super interesting that that option is now available to everybody. Um, and if you're taking Helium Factor, it's it's kind of cool. And the leadership isn't trash. Yeah. Can do that. Yeah, true. Like, if I'm taking like all like these X Force characters and like all these Helium Factor people, like the leadership's actually kind of neat because now I'm healing even more and getting power. Like. Let me just go ahead and have like round one pop Emma's leadership so she gains what like five power, and then the, the, the subsequent rounds just like pop leadership to give like Psylocke an extra or whatever. Um, I think it's super so, neat. God, I keep talking myself back into this. Um, but what are you doing with all of that power on Emma? That's the thing that I'm I'm not like maybe that's just a. If I had all, let's let's, let's say that game that we played Black Order, I had all that power on Emma. I am now stopping all my characters from being displaced by Thanos. Oh, sure. But, like, that's like. Coffee Time says her amazing spender. That's fair. Her spender is pretty dope. (laughs) All all the points you're not getting. (laughs) But but, but what I'm talking about, though, is I, I think the coolest thing to do with her superpower is first activation. Pop it when nobody's on it, especially if you're playing healing factor characters. Because yeah. now it's just an sure. unconsequential. She just gained five power. I, the timing of it, I think, is 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 really interesting. And yeah. I, 
I just don't. When I was evaluating this for for my roster, I looked at it and it it didn't. I wouldn't say that it doesn't merit testing. Yeah. It just didn't make the first pass, the second pass, or the third pass. Where I was like, okay, like, no. Uh, in this case, I would do this. What's the in What's the timing on that. it? I thought it was once it's her turn, she can like say. You get to choose. I'm, I'm almost positive that you just get to choose yeah. when to pull that trigger. Yeah. So why don't you just like, like that's what I'm saying. Like why don't at the end of anyone's turn? Okay. So at the end of anyone's it's turn. Start. So I'm just gonna go ahead and go with Badger. And put her on some random area that I usually do, okay. and yeah. then and then pop the leadership. Emma gains a shit ton of power, and like it's good to go. Like I don't know, I just see that happening, and then the subsequent rounds when I'm set up for round two, you, I you are I, spoiled by healing factor characters. I got to tell you, like as someone who's been playing for the past like 15 days with no oh, I see what he's saying because you would lose a, <laughs> you would lose a power and lose the damage if you did it that way. Okay, I see what he's saying now. I forgot about that part of it. Um, I don't know. I'll have to play around with it. I I think it's I think it's neat. I think that bringing in a bunch of you know powerhouse characters like this Researcher is a powerhouse and infinity formula. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, like bringing powerhouse characters, bringing healing factor characters. Like I would rather run my Hellfire Club than the the Weapon X leadership, and I don't even think that that's a bad leadership. It's just not. I just don't trust defense dice. I like this. Uh, it's got sure things written all over it where you're just like, says, gain power. Coffee gain says health. it makes Lizard Lose amazing. Um, Lizard's already amazing. So, um, oh, But I, I don't know. I, I do think it's very interesting. I need to test it out to see if that's what my 10th slot is. Um, it helps. Okay. It makes a little bit things easier, and it is a question for me. Um, I might yeah. even just like throw in Weapon X as well, so I'm tri-affiliated, because why not? Um I don't even like Spider Woman, and I'm just running Spider Woman and double agent over this. That's fair. I I don't know. I need to I need to test it. That's my biggest thing. I need to test it. I don't really know. Um, I I I think. I mean, (laughs) we talked about this last night, and I I pretty much I see Emma in X Men, yeah, and Hellfire as almost like an an afterthought, unless you're trying to do this kind of just unaffiliated. Well, I I think that awesome. Like Headmistress is such a powerful card for X Men. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I look at I look at I look at I, my Hellfire Club and Thanos, and yeah. that's like like where my head goes immediately because like when you start like giving him extra power and healing damage off of him, yeah. he's he's super mean. I, I agree, um, but I just I just like the option on those high threat those high threat leader teams, the so Defenders, um, X Force. Like stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, my I'm gonna have a matchup where it just feels bad, um, and it really comes down to what's just better for me. Is it gonna be X Men, Hellfire Club, or uh, Weapon X? And it might be Hellfire Club. I don't know, but I think if I was gonna go like a mono Hellfire Club affiliation, like, is mm. it you just bring the best of the best? Yeah, greatest hits record. Let's go. Um, but Amos has said he just recorded the Fury's finest. Uh, episode coming out this week talking about a list that they built for Hellfire Club. So I, I'm kind of curious to hear how that goes. Nice. Um, I'm I like curious those to see. I'm curious to see because you had Sploosh and DeLuca who built the Dormammu list, like the Dark Web list that everybody was like all hot on for a couple weeks before things changed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, like Doom Prophecy and like, yeah, Carnage like, went back into the bin. Yeah. Like that list was scary for a while. Um, but like, so there is 
a question out there is is this something that's powerful to where you could just put the best of the best characters in here and perform i don't know i really don't know uh you good to move on or do you have any other comments no, I'm good. Okay. Matematic. Uh, after playing the new crises for a while, what are your new favorite and least favorite crises? What change do you like the best? <laughs> um, best change is the timing for cubes. I like that more. <laughs> Says the guy playing Healing Factor. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, cubes is super fun now. Um, yeah. uh-huh. And my new favorite crises. I really like ReCore. Like it's boring and it's simple and it's slow, but it's like I always feel like there's never like a shutout with Alien like with ReCore. It's like it is a game with ReCore. It's a cool one. I like the 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 power management on that is yeah. really fun. That was in the the Black Order roster that I was running and. Yeah. Outside of the turn that I literally looked at my opponent and laughed about how Black Dwarf was never going to have enough power to, to ever trigger that, uh, he proceeded to drop like five damage into him with Storm. Oh my god. <laughs> Here you go. After his activation, <laughs> he did a bunch of damage to himself. Oh so it's like, oh, hey. Lesson learned. That's cool. Don't talk shit during your game. Yeah, you get right? Bit. Yeah, exactly. I didn't um, even realize I was talking shit with that. I thought I was just, you know... <laughs> Like, hey, this character I have who is traditionally Power Star for the entire game, (laughs) he'll be fine. No, he wasn't. Um, Um, I like running... So right now, I am on a Hammers, Paranoia, and Scrolls mm -hmm. kick as my extracts because I am so tired of losing priority and feeling like I'm behind. Uh, A lot of the rosters I've been running for the past year... I felt very comfortable with priority and very un- very comfortable with priority on my extracts and very uncomfortable without priority on my extracts. I run a combination of Fs and uh, you know Montesi and a few other things, and I am very very happy so far on these uh, basically four plot spreads for these that uh, are all you know, moderately fast scoring and that they have four, at least four points. And then they are, um, pretty surprisingly fair because, well, I get two, you get two, and then we have parody on extracts and we're going to play over something else instead. Mm-hmm. At least in theory. Okay. What's your least favorite now? <laughs> Senators without a plan. <laughs> Uh, researcher is still uh, a really interesting space for me. I think that like I bring a lot of teams to the table and build mm-hmm. into my rosters teams that I think are very good at researcher, but I very rarely bring it myself. Because I like researcher. It, it falls into the the old gamma, and yeah. even though the st- the scoring is slower, it's uh, I have found researcher to be surprisingly decisive still. Right, it just yeah. doesn't give you that like put away that it used to give you where you could just like put games away by just crowding it down onto their extract point. Um, I feel like researcher has played very differently now, but it's still I, I would a very disagree decisive with that. one. Every time I've played researcher, it's still like people are playing it. Like it's the crux of the game, which makes me, feel I mean, great. it is, it's, I, no, it's I, less I still though. think it is. It's less. Though. Yeah. I mean, you get points from other things, but yeah, if if you, I but mean like, okay, let's say let's say it's it's um it's a, it's a two o swing though yeah. it's a two o swing if it's infinity formula and mm-hmm. um researcher like 
you're not going to lose the game by chasing down the infinities if your opponent is sitting on the researcher. You're I think that maybe that is a that's a question of how wide you are. Yeah, true. How much control you have? Four wide. Go how wide they are? <laughs> how much control they have? I, I agree. I agree. All right, but uh, what's your least favorite? Is, is it senators? Uh, I don't want to say senators. I keep saying how it's not too toxic. I no, honestly, like senators doesn't. Most of the games that I so I think that for senators, you 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 need to understand what is good on yeah. senators. How to play into those things that are good on senators. You probably want your own plan for senators. And that's why I said like senators without a plan is like probably my least favorite, but they yeah. have a plan for it. It's not that hard. Uh, it, I, I wouldn't recommend bringing it, but have a plan for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, no. Hmm, let's see. Researcher. Like, what is my just least favorite? Demons is still my least favorite crisis to play on for what that's worth. Like, it's just, it puts too much pressure on the extract game, mm-hmm. and I don't like everyone being incinerated. I like it. I know you do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think probably Sword, because no matter how good your list is oh, Sword. Oh, fair. Like, Golly, Sword is still terrible. It doesn't yes. matter, like, how good or how amazing your plan on Sword is, you're going to get bit by that roll. Like sword is it, yeah the last action fifty fifty on sword makes it so miserable for me like yeah I I, I resend I resend demons and and we'll we'll throw sword but coffee time scoundrels scoundrels coffee says scoundrels can go to hell um scoundrels is at least playable like you can play because you play X Men man yeah. like you're just like what if my leader is terrible at this <laughs> let's go Hellfire Club um but yeah, there you go but then it's like. I don't know. I think it's sword because it's like you can build the most perfect sword list and still lose because of the scenario and how it's played. Yeah. And I, I think the thing for sword for me is that like even the winds feel incredibly cheap. Yeah. Because it is so often like you won or lost because you got or your opponent didn't get yeah. that 50 50 at the end I, of the game. Okay. But here's the question like, oh, Would man, you rather sword is. be the same exact way but rolled the same way Meteors is for a defensive value? Or would you rather fifty fifty? I, I think sword should be exactly what it is. But I just annoying. don't. I just don't like it. I just it. don't want to bring <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, next one from Matematic. What's one thematic ability missing from a character that annoys you? A bow on Psylocke. Granted. <laughs> what? Granted, granted, that annoys you. <laughs> granted, she'd probably be a five threat if she had that. Um, but it's uh, like she is. She's got telekinetic abilities, and the only thing that's really like she's got like precog on her card yeah. um yeah but it's like her her telekinetic abilities aren't really portrayed in her character in my opinion hmm. does she ever like telekinetic right so that's yeah. like like moving people physically moving people does yeah. she physically move anybody like yeah ever? she has she's actually one of like she's a really strong telepath or telekinetic rather all right i mean oh psylocke Tal can do everything, man. No, she's actually not that strong of a telekinetic. Um, but like, it is like on her list of like stuff that she can do. Yeah, but like, I just want her to have a bow because I want X Force to have some sort of control. I mean, oh wow, there's not a single X Force character that has like easy access to control. Wow. 
the easiest. I still can't believe that that Apex and Logan are not yeah. X Force. Well, because like the easiest access to control you have, yeah, is um, what should I call it? Um, Berserker Barrage. That is the only control that is in oh, X Force. That's not real. That is not real yeah. control because cable, <laughs> cable can't throw people. Colossus can't throw people or push people. <laughs> Sabretooth can't throw or push people. Uh, 23 doesn't do nothing. Like, Wolverine nope. Berserker Barrage is literally the only control that is in X-Force. That's fair. Immune to no, shock on Thor it's not, it's, is... It's is, not fair. <laughs> I no, it's a fair point. It's a fair point, is what, what I meant. Uh, the A lack of immunity to shock on Thor. Fair. And I guess Storm, maybe, too, to is that he, same not degree. No, he has no immunities. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, <clears throat> last one, Nellon. Being the last ten characters spoiled for threat: Logan, Apex, Rhino, Venom, Spider Woman, Bedray, Ulick. Ulick's a five threat. Uh, oh, four plus threat. He says. Um, Emma, Salak, and New Hulk. Do you guys feel Angie is aiming for taller games? Do you think we might be seeing sometime soon 21 plus threat crises? Uh, to answer the last question, no. I think they're going to let it ride at 15 to 20 for a while here um, and yeah, see maybe. how that plays out. Um, I think this is just hitting a patch of characters that they wanted to put out. I don't think there's any like relation to where they want the game to go. I think it's very much like we want to do these characters. I think that they want the game more middle of the road. I think they yeah. want the game more more four and five and less three well, and six. To be honest, plus. almost all of last year was three threats. Yeah. Like, we got a lot of three threats last year. So I think it's just trying to balance out, like, hey, here's some quality fours. Because we've been lacking, like, really good quality fours to well, take from. Yeah, and at the start of that run of threes, right? Like, you think about it, like, it was, like, Zemo or Valkyrie. Zemo and Valkyrie? Mm-hmm. Zemo, Valkyrie. <laughs> Like you, you basically made a decision about that, and then Valkyrie got touched, and in the same course that like that was going on, then like they literally gave us you know three after three after three after three that was in contention to you know if not be a best in class, then to be an excellent role player. You know your your Luke Cage's, your uh, I mean Boxmate, Iron Fist, uh, Sam Wilson. You know like just so many of those characters were just yeah solid, just just solid. All right. Is there anything else you want to hit on? I think that's that's all the questions we got. Nope. All I'm right. Good. Cool. I'm tired. I, I am. I'm too. playing Thanos again, and I'm having fun. I'm playing Sawlock every single game, and I'm having fun. Um, and with that, we have been the Rogue Agents, <laughs> and you have been the listener. Touche. Perfectly Okay.